Welcome to Hospitality Daily. I'm your host, Josiah McKenzie. A few weeks ago, our guest today introduced me to the story that has been the most popular one so far this year on Hospitality Daily, with his article on hotel revival in Baltimore. Rafael Pena is a travel writer, and because his work spans such a wide range of topics, I wanted to understand what's on his mind today. In this conversation, we cover some of the best hospitality he's experienced, hotels versus short-term rentals, culture, storytelling, and much more. But we start out with Rafael explaining his journey to his role today. In 2019, I was an events coordinator for the UFT, which is the United Federations of Teachers in New York City. So I was working for the teachers union. I had been there maybe, I think, two, three years. Uh, and I also had a lot going on in, in nightlife in New York as well for maybe about 15 years. I met my fiance in 2017 and we decided that in 2019, we were going to leave everything we have and move to Thailand. One thought we were out of our minds. <laughs> I, I resigned from my job. I had a really great career in events in New York. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And my fiance at the time, she was also a creative director for Viacom, working on a lot of like reality shows, a lot of popular love and hip hops, basketball wives and you know, those kind of things in the digital space. And we both were not happy with the work-life balance that we had. And we decided that uh, Thailand would be a solution for us. And what started out to just be in six months ended up us being away for about two years. We spent a year in Thailand and then we traveled through across Europe. We lived in Athens. We lived in three, four cities in Italy. We spent some time in uh, Portugal. And then we ended up in South America. And once we got to, I was, I'm going to say Buenos Aires, that's when the pandemic hit and we were on lockdown for like four months in Argentina. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of stopped our travels. Uh, you know, it just stopped it, period. Uh, we had planned to go all over South America, but due to all the lockdowns and everyone had their own lockdown rules, Argentina wasn't having it. We were stuck to our house. And I basically just reached out to my network uh, that I had. And I was like, hey, look, I'm stuck here and I need something to do. I need to express myself creatively. And that's how I ended up working for Travel Noir. A lot of hospitality providers listen to the show. That they're trying to get a sense of how do we better serve our guests, right? And I think hearing your story of what caused you and your fiance to, to travel and to visit so many cities is a great example of that, right? Because you're, you mentioned looking for a break, looking to get away from it all. I'm curious if any experience stands out to you as being, this is a, a great provider of hospitality and, and what made that experience special? Oh man, I'm going to tell you that Thailand has the most amazing uh, hospitality customer service on earth. Like, I don't know if they studied what hospitality was like back when the hotel businesses were booming in like the 1930s and 40s where they wore white gloves and really great uniforms. But if you need that experience or if that's what you're looking for, Thailand has it. It really gave me a perspective on how 
I should be treated when I spend my money and how customers should feel when they come to a hotel or a resort. They deserve top-notch service, the best of everything. The way people treat you, the way they speak to you, punctuality, just keeping their word on everything. I was so grateful for that experience and just being able to know that really exists uh, on this earth, <laughs> you know, because to be an American, we tend to think that here is everything end all be all. Uh, and then when you travel, you start to realize there's more. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm from New York, so the humanity levels are a little bit lower <laughs> than most places in, in the States, but uh, I felt appreciated everywhere I went. And when you work hard for your money, you want to feel appreciated. And I think that's what hospitality should entail. Like, hey, we want to make sure that customers feel great when they come here. And after they leave, they tell everyone how great it was. And if that's not the experience you're giving, then I don't even want to go there. Just let me know up front that this is not what you're going to give. And I'm fine. I think a takeaway for our readers could be, you got to travel, you got to experience things, right? And maybe branch out a little bit so you can see how others provide hospitality. You mentioned punctuality, people would keep their word, they made you feel special, but any more specifics that, that you experienced as a guest that made that great hospitality for you? So in Thailand, they have a lot of spy experiences. There is just a level of care for your being when you're going through these treatments at these places. Another thing I want to pinpoint is Thailand in itself has great food, but they also do great at all other cuisines across the world. And when you go to a five-star in, in Thailand, they make sure that they studied. They studied culinary arts. They get the best chefs and they learn from the best chefs and they make sure that they're giving you just quality cuisine and you know, you taste it with every bite and those type of experiences, you can't even put a price on it. It feels like there's a cultural thing that was at play there more than just that this one hotel or this one brand did a great job with that. You see a lot of different cultures, both like geographically, but also organizationally in these companies that you're writing articles about. And I'd be curious, how do you think about culture and who's doing it really well in your perspective? Now that I've experienced the two gentlemen in Baltimore at Revival, and I compare my experience with other hotels. I'm trying to answer your question directly, but I need to just venture off a little bit. I, I feel like those guys pinpointed what it should feel like when you travel to a new destination, anywhere around the world, whether it's Baltimore, Detroit, and Atlanta, a Dallas, when I go somewhere, I want to feel the culture of that city. Even if it's a culture within the five block radius, I want to feel that when I stay at your location. And I think the hospitality industry would benefit even more if that's where they lean towards. What we were seeing before in, in the industry is people that travel wanted to have the same home experience in another country. And that's what they were considering as luxury travel. The fact that I could have my 65-inch TV and a big sofa and a full kitchen with a gas stove in the Maldives, that's luxury travel. 
Now I think it's been redefined a little bit. Now I think customers do want the culture. They do want to experience what the locals experience. And of course, some good amenities here and there, but heavy on the, what are the people from here doing? What are they eating? How are they living? Where can I, you know, can you provide me the same experience in a safer environment with people from the area? And I think the Revival guys, they've cornered that market. A lot of the the hotels in New York, because New York has a culture of its own that everyone knows about. I think New York has done a really great job at it uh, as well. And I'm I'm not going to say that L.A. L.A. has a great uh, L.A. gives a great experience and culture, but only with the luxury hotels. You know what I'm saying? So you you don't really get it with the mid tier, mid level. But if you go to the luxury, you'll get a little bit of what L.A. gives mixed in with the right amenities and all the sunshine and, you know, the bamboo chairs or that 70s Hollywood feel that they love to like embellish on all the time. Um, those kind of experience are, are, you know, are what people are looking for now. They want more culture, but more local culture wherever they go. They don't want the cookie cutter stuff that we've been having for like the last 20 years. It's an interesting insight just to look at the history, right? And how, yeah, like you said, it used to be all bad. I want it to feel like home. And now we, we want something different from home, especially since so many have been on lockdowns for a long time over the past what, two or three yeah. years, right? And and saying like, man, I don't want it to look like home. That's the last thing we want to do when we go somewhere. Imagine you have your, your family of four, your wife, your two kids, you know, you and your partner, you're planning this trip. You spend maybe like $6,000 to stay somewhere for a week and it's just like your house. What was the point of that? Just stay home. So I, I think once a lot of these hotel brands have been now noticing what it is that they need to do, what kind of experiences they need to provide, I, I know that moving forward, we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more of like very local influences within the hotels. And even if it's a hotel brand, the brand will still be able to give its own signature look, but within the culture of the city that they're in. Uh, and we're also seeing that uh, recently, I'm seeing that a lot with the, not that they're, uh, they're not hotels, but they're a membership club, Soho House. Soho House has always pretty much adapted to where they are and incorporated all of the art from the area and all of the architecture and they thrift the furniture or they get furniture from the locals. And we're seeing that kind of style now creep into the, the hotel industry. Well, it, it's interesting you say that. Britt Morgan Sachs, she's um, building a members club in Jacksonville, Florida. And and so she brought that to my attention, saying that these private clubs are where a lot of opportunity lies. And I'm a hotel guy, so it's like, this is a whole new world I wasn't as aware of. But I think just on that piece of culture, it's interesting because I feel like Airbnb for a while was leading with this of like, you know, feel a part of the neighborhood. But I'm wondering if hotels almost have a bigger opportunity to take advantage, you know, whether it's um, Dante and Jason and Revival or others across the country and around the world where maybe you just have more resources where you can invest more meaningfully, you can provide a more local experience versus an Airbnb. Do you feel like hotels have a almost like an edge here in creating those very local experiences? 
We'll be back after a quick break. Are you enjoying this conversation? If so, I invite you to text this episode to a friend or colleague as well. Not only will you let them know that you're thinking about them, but you'll help them as well. One more thing, I'm having a lot of fun right now sharing videos and photos from the stories on the show, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, open up Instagram and YouTube now and follow Hospitality Daily so we can stay in touch. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Well, what we saw with the short-term rental market is that now they're influencing the hotel industry. Like, you don't, the hotel industry uh, has been, has their kind of has had their backs against the wall, right? So if if they're charging $200 a night, the customer's like, well, what am I getting for my $200 a night when those $200 can get me three nights at an Airbnb? Um, and not only, you know, what you touched on, Airbnb was already kind of mixing in with the culture and their whole like explore uh, features that they had where they had uh, hosts from the community doing the walking tours or going to art museums. So Airbnb did have a grip on it. Now, you're absolutely right. The hotel industry does have what we call a bigger bag. So now, you know, what they needed was the shift in uh, perception, the shift in the mindset of what it is that the customers wanted. It was so easy for the hotel industry to just say, hey, I'm Marriott. Hey, I'm such and such. I'm a brand that you can trust. And people realized we don't really need that if we just need a bed and a kitchen and all of these things. Like We're actually better off going here because at least I can cook my food or, you know, that once again, back to that guy that has a whole family, he's like, I'm saving money by going to Airbnb and your hotel is not even providing me the type of experience where I'm going to actually stay there, sleep there and do different things, you know? So what's been great about the pandemic and what Airbnb has done together, uh, it's, it's made us customers realize that we deserve more for our money and now we demand more for our money. And just like a lot of us, you know, that are working in different industries as well, they're like, well, why do I have to do nine to fives? Why do I have to show up at the office? So now that people have taken control of their lives a little more, it's it's been the marketing has to cater to that. And that's why we're seeing the shift. It, it's you know, it was inevitable with the way things were going. But yes, the the hotel industry does have an opportunity here to use their finances to create these experiences. However, it you know, Airbnb and Verbo, they're not going anywhere. No time soon. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I appreciate you sharing some of your own personal story a little early in our conversation. And it, that was pre-pandemic. And as you pointed out, I think during the pandemic, a, a lot of people were rethinking things, right? And they were thinking, I want more out of life. And I guess as you're talking to so many people in the industry and as a traveler yourself, I'm, I'm curious, what do people want from their travel experiences now? And what are they looking to hospitality providers for these days? I just spoke about this to the Luxury Hotel Association, and it's like I said, they want they want personal experience. They do want to know about culture, what the different foods are, what the experiences are of the people 
we want a local experience when we go somewhere. You know, um, I would say if you're in the Midwest, you know, if you hit a pub, you're going to have a great time meeting people, drinking beers. You know, if you're in Thailand, we're going to talk about, you know, all the great spicy food and the nice soups that they create, street food. When you go to Chicago, they also have a heavy food culture. You know what I mean? So these types of things that are specific to the cities, you know, not necessarily the country or the state, but when you're getting specific to the cities, I I know that that's what, uh, you know, our readers at Travel Noir, uh, my my peers that travel as well, that's what we talk about. That's what we want to do. We want to go to where the locals go. We're not going to McDonald's when we get you know, out in Costa Rica or (laughs) when we go to Belize. That's not what we want. We want to go by the beach. We want that fried fish that that guy just caught out the water. Uh, You know, we want, you know, if you're in Hawaii, you know, you want the, the pork that's being grilled right in the sand. Like these are the experiences that we want. And I know that a majority of travelers now, that's what they're looking for. What's different? Uh, you know, what is it that you guys enjoy and how can I go back? What can I talk about when I go back to the States and tell my friends, Hey, what is it that, you know, I experienced like, yo, you know, have you ever seen this before? Like, these are the conversations we want to have. Uh, you know, we're, we're no longer impressed with a five-star hotel and, you know, at a penthouse, you know what I mean? All this seclusion, like the seclusion is not interesting anymore. That's not it. We want to be involved. We want to be ingrained and we want to be safe. That's the main thing. Travelers want all the experiences, but still safe. One other thing I wanted to ask you as well is I'm curious in all the conversations you're having, what's kind of stuck in your head recently as it relates to travel and hospitality? Um, currently, I'm, I'm writing more articles on luxury travel and different experiences within different brands like Park Hyatt, Mandarin, these like landmarks, so to speak, when it comes to the hotel industry and the luxury hotel industry. And the more I wonder because of, of you know, how the culture is shifting right now, how we're in the middle of, you know, you're getting more people of color doing these types of experiences than they were 20 years ago, you know? And I'm just, I'm more like in awe of how much now so many of us of our culture are having these experiences and how the, how these companies are beginning to listen to us more and cater to people of color even more. So now a lot of industries they're shifting their their marketing towards black culture and i don't know it, it's just it is a little bit of a shock that i get to live in a space where wow they really want to know how we feel they really want our business and they're doing everything they can to make sure that we are having great experiences and that i get to write about them and that's what's been like resonating more with me. I've been on this earth for 42 years. Now someone that's maybe 20 something, they're not going to be able to even understand what it was to go to a Mandarin hotel. 
Like we weren't really privy to those kind of things. And thank God for social media and all of these other outlets have, that have been exposing these things to us. Uh, but the fact that now these markets, they, they have to cater to us, that's been standing out with me the most. And that actually is what makes it more passionate for me to write about. Just knowing that, wow, this is happening now and that I get to witness it. I'm just glad that I get to write about how it changed from what it was to what it is now. It's great to see that, but I want to see more of it. And it's people like yourself that are telling the stories where you drive change, right? So it's it's awesome work that you're doing to be part of encouraging the industry to to double down on this. I'd love to point our listeners as well to some good examples. Is there a brand or a person that stands out to you as someone who's been doing this well that maybe other industry participants can look to and say, hey, maybe we could learn a thing or two from what I would say is definitely look into the boutique hotel industry. You know, don't just give your money to the bigger brands because it's what you know. The boutique hotel industry, they're doing their best at providing these types of experiences. They're going to have a bar. They're going to have a restaurant. They're going to have local brands, local products that you can experience and, you know, and become a fan of it and support. And, you know, this is when you can go back to your friends and say, hey, I, I had, you know, tea from a farm, you know, outside of Baltimore, or I had a steak from a cow that was in some parts of Augusta, Georgia, or like, you know, all of these kind of experiences going on. That's where I would lean readers and listeners to go out and try and, and really, uh, you know, support, you know what I mean? Support these small local entities. And it's more fulfilling if you have those types of budgets where you are spending that kind of money. I, I feel like, yeah, you want to give back to a community when you're headed to these kind of destinations. I, the boutique luxury industry is something that you should look into and, and definitely, um, I love it because it's like supporting humanity in a way, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're going there and you're supporting local businesses. Uh, and, and that's what I want to know. So when I go somewhere, I want to have a good time and I want to know that my money is going to a good cause. I think what's implied there is the storytelling, right? Because you mentioned a few times you want to leave your trip with something to talk about. So that means you got to design your product or experience that way, but it also means you got to communicate, right? Because if I show up and you did all this thing behind the scenes and I don't know about it, might as well not even exist, right? So there's a certain amount of, I don't know if you want to call it marketing or storytelling or communication, like you got to not only do it, but you got to get the word out to the guests so that they can leave their trip with that great story to tell. Absolutely. And, you know, to mention the guys at Revival, I think what they do is they do a little bit of that handholding that you used to see, you know, well, I mean, I'm a movie buff. So black and white movies and those kind of experiences where you're watching Casablanca and there's a guy with the uniform and the white gloves again, once again, when you're getting those type of experiences where they're explaining to you how a drink was made or how a cocktail was put together and where the ingredients of the cocktail came from. And when you're going to getting those types of experiences, yes, that's what we want. We want to be able to tell these stories. We want to look like we're very interesting people <laughs> when we go somewhere. We want our friends to think we're cool. 
And yeah, it's up to the hospitality industry to provide those kind of experiences. That's awesome, man. I feel like we covered a lot here. Was there anything that you're hoping we would chat about we didn't get to chat about yet? I just always want to leave with when you travel, you want to do these experiences. You want to go out there. You want to rub shoulders with the people that live there. You want to have a glass of wine with someone from the community or a beer. You know, it's important that you sit down and share a meal uh, with the person that cooked the meal for you. I want people to just live more, live better, you know, and appreciate their surroundings. And even if you're someone that can't get away to another country or another city, uh, don't forget that where you're from, there's an industry there too. Uh, and there's a lot of times we forget that, hey, we can just stay right where we live. And there's experiences within our own communities and you can go there and support them. You can do a staycation and it will feel just like you're away on a vacation. So I'm in support of everything travel and everything that anyone can do within their financial means. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 